Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yes, we like how this tastes on Purple After Dark, presented by Surly Brewing Company, live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, live on Score North Facebook, and I believe also Twitter slash Periscope, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgag. Go ahead, Judd. Do the honors. Do the honors. One second. Go, there Listen. you go. Yeah, exactly. There it is right there. Oh, oh yeah. Right there. How's Purple that Surly's cracking Surly right there. Our executive yeah, producer, Declan Goff. Our player. Team player, you're drinking beer and you're a team player. That, that's all it takes to be a team player. Declan joined it. Executive producer I Declan did. joined it. Team player, love it, dude. Uh, our mission statement on this show every day is very simple. It's that we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, so if you ever think that we're too hard on the Vikings, it's all from a tough love standpoint as we guide them hopefully closer to winning a Super Bowl. And if you're watching us on a TCL TV, thank you. They support us. So if you could support them, it's very cyclical. Uh, TCL has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Gentlemen, we have a fun show planned for the audience tonight. Uh, We have a fun announcement to start the show tonight as well. We have a guest we're going to bring on here in about, I don't know, 15 or 20 seconds when I get done rambling. This guest was an OG Ventline caller from back in the old 1500 ESPN radio show days, the old Mackie and Judd Vikings Ventline radio product. And uh, this guest has since built his own podcast and YouTube channel that you should definitely check out if you aren't already. I know many Purple Daily Faithful already watch his channel on a regular basis. He will be a regular weekly contributor starting tonight throughout the entire 2001 regular season. Let's bring him in. Realistic Randy, what is happening, sir? 
Cheers, my man. Cheers. Wow, look how far we've come, gentlemen. <laughs> or how far we've fallen. I'm not really sure. I'm not really <laughs> no, it's sure. Good it to be here with you guys. We used to so used to calling you guys on a weekly basis and all that fun stuff. Now I get to see your guys' reaction as I'm saying the stupid stuff that I'm about. <laughs> By the way, speaking of reactions, we will pop throughout this uh, live Purple After Dark. We're going to pop your guys' comments up on the screen. So if you've got stuff to say, if you've got questions or thoughts, or you want to just rip us in half, um, you can post your comments on the Purple Daily comment section on the YouTube page, and uh, Declan or I will put them on the screen. So uh, we, so here's what we're going to start here, and I, I've got a, I'm going to put you guys through the ringer later in the show. I've got we're going to dust off an old game show Friday goodie that uh, I think Declan's going to get night oh, terrors God. from. Having to answer phones for uh, you sent the text message to us like four hours ago, and I still haven't been all right. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still freaking out on what this game show Friday entails. It, it brings back bad flashbacks. I don't like so it. we'll we'll put you through the ringer. But earlier today on uh, the the daytime edition of Purple Daily, Randy, we all gave declarative statements about the 2021 Vikings. So, like I said, they're going to start at least four and two, and then the middle of the schedule gets weird. Uh, I think I can't remember all the declarative statements, but like. We had strong things to say about the Vikings in 2021. We would love two or three declarative statements from you as it pertains to the 2021 Vikings. Things that you are pretty sure about going into week one and beyond. Put you right on the spot. Right on the spot, realistic. Let's get after it. I think that the Vikings are going to have the best defensive line this 2021 season. Now, how do you measure that? I'm going to say number one against the run. Ooh. And I'm gonna parlay this. Oh, look at this. Better. Top this, by the three. way, this I want to say this is on the record for write that down. Oh, okay. Thank let's you. put this on the record. Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna parlay this. <laughs> top three in total tackles for losses. Top five pass or top five defense for points. Mm. And Neil Hunter Ooh. gets mm. NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Wow. Wow. Well, I think you're going to say defensive player of the year, perhaps. I, I didn't. Well, as long as Aaron Donald's in the league, it's always going to be a tough call. But I, I do think when healthy, Daniel Hunter at least deserves a vote for defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. Mm-hmm. But comeback player of the year, I'll give him that. So what's your record for this club? I'm going to say 10 and 7. That's what I said today. There's a chance they go 11 and 6. But I'm going to say 10 and 7. Okay. Worst case scenario. So this is another thing we've been kicking around the last couple of weeks. It's sort of this divide between what, and I don't want to lump all fans and media in one, but like what the large percentage of Vikings fans and media think versus what like Vegas thinks or some of the national projection sites like Football Outsiders or PFF. Uh, Declan found some analytical article on NFL.com today that had the the peak, like the best case scenario analytically at 9.6 wins or something for the Vikings. I, I want to say most sports books had the Vikings at like nine, eight and a half or nine. So just borderline 500 team. Um, and locally, I feel like it's a lot of 10 win, nine, 10, 11 wins. I've seen some people even more optimistic Generally speaking, when Vegas is adamantly telling you it's two or three wins less than you think locally, Vegas doesn't put up a bunch of skyscraper casinos that you know drive billions of dollars a month in revenue because they're wrong. And so that's the thing I'm having a hard time reconciling is on paper, the starters look really good for this team. 
Uh, but there's all these weird underlying issues, whether it's depth or it feels like Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins kind of hate each other. The schedule's kind of brutal. So when you look at national perception versus the 10 or 11 wins that a lot of Vikings fans talk about, how do you reconcile that gap, Randy? I guess for me, the way I look at this team is this defense, they're going to keep games close. I mean, the way that they've revamped the defensive line, it's not just the defensive line, the defense overall, whether we're talking about injuries, players like Michael Pierce actually playing this year, it's night and day compared to last year. So the defense, they're going to keep games close. I guess the the gap as far as whether they do fall below that 10-win placement that I'm giving them is the play calling on offense. Because, yes, the defense, they're going to keep games close, but Murphy's Law. Once in a while, they're going to play a game where the defense, they can't shut the opposing offense down. And if you're calling this conservative run-run pass, defense, defense, defense type of offense where you're playing not to lose, you forfeit the final possession of the first half, you want to establish the run down 20 points. If you're put into a position where all of a sudden, okay, we need to score points because our defense, they're not keeping the opposing offense in check, that's outside of your comfort zone. Oh, man, we're not used to this, so we're going to have to play catch-up. But if you're routinely maximizing the talent that you have on offense, then it's like, all right, fine. All right, the defense, they're not having a good day. We'll just do our normal thing. So I think that's what it comes down to, the play calling. And that's where I love the fact that I hope they have health here and the COVID does not become a problem. And it certainly could because what you're talking about to me is the most important thing. And that's this, this defense now, now if we're wrong, it's going to be a disaster, but it should be good, right? Like they took a defense that was, they absolutely overjudged. Hey, we can put a couple new cornerbacks in last year. It's going to be great. And it was awful. So they, they went to painstaking measures to rebuild this thing. And I think they made a lot of good additions. I think, to your point, the uh, Pierce-Tomlinson combination at the defensive tackles is, is going to be the best that we've seen since Kevin and Pat were clogging things up. But where there's pressure here and where I want to see it is there is no reason why this offense should get a pass on, on well, I mean, they're struggling and it's too bad. If you look at what this offense has skill position-wise, they've got the components, right? They've got Justin Jefferson. They've got Thielen, Cook. Irv Smith being out hurts, but, you know, Kirk Cousins is very well paid to be successful. So I think that there needs to be an expectation that if it, if it fails, if Kubiak struggles, if Cousins struggles, that we just don't say, well, I mean, I guess that's to be expected because this is an, this is an offense that I don't think has a ton of excuses. Um, the Darisaw thing is going to hurt for a while. But this is really the year that Kirk Cousins and Clint Kubiak and this entire thing needs to have a few games where you're right. The defense struggles, and guess what happens? Someone says, you're going to have to score points today. You're going to have to score points today. And if we always get to be like, well, but I mean, it was tough because Kirk didn't get protection or they shut. You know, I'm tired of the excuses. I want them to be healthy so we can cut through the crap and really put the screws to them to say no. There's got to be three or four games where your offense looks really damn good because you've got the components to do that. And you're right. Irv Smith Jr. being out does suck. But when you talk about the trio of weapons, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, I mean, this is easily a top three trio of weapons in the league. 
I get the whole offensive line. Let's stop talking about the offensive line. For me, it's the play calling. I, I, I get that Mike Zimmer now all of a sudden, hey, I want to open up the playbook. He's saying that going into year eight, which is fantastic. But your biology is who you are. Does he really mean that? Because when the games are actually playing, are you going to say, all right, let's be aggressive here? And I'm not saying take the ball away from Dalvin Cook. We should have a balanced offensive attack. But if we're all about let's just play 1975 style of football and then second and short, let's run the ball, and then we forfeit a couple of possessions for no absolute reason, then you're not giving your quarterback that you're paying all this money, you're not giving him a fair shot. It's play calling. I feel like I feel like Mike Zimmer, like 1975 football, it's like his dream is for the Vikings to just be like marching up and down the field in slow motion while like football. old NFL music plays in the background, right? Just like, yes. Well, this is more like 90s NFL music, but like he wants like John Fashenda narrating. Just playing in mud, pouring, driving rain yeah. on, on a half grass, half baseball diamond. Right, and just just matriculate the football up and down the field. Zim would have loved. Zim would have loved to coach against like Hank Stram. Right, he would have loved <laughs> to gone against Hank. Stram. I'm going to take on Hank Stram. We got Lombardi next week. Oh man, do you I guys think Mike like Mike, Mike Zimmer would rather not wear a headset? Right, like he'd rather be one of the like the old school coaches. Who was the last coach that didn't wear a headset? Who was that? Hulk in college. Brady Hoke, that's right. Brady Hoke didn't wear a headset. Who was the other guy? Uh, was it Howard Schnellenberger that he coached Miami, <laughs> well, but then he coached like smaller schools in yes. the early 2000s? He probably like, didn't wear a headset. It was like him and Brady Hoke were just like, no, we don't need headsets. I just, I know what's happening. Trust me. No, you don't, dude. You're fired. <laughs> just yell from the sidelines. Um, Run the we, ball! <laughs> he's, just, he's like, I can't. You got coordinators. Come down. I can't hear you. HP Run dies. some more. Yeah. Um, let's 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 go in and take some people's comments here. Uh, disappointed Vikings fan Randy is a printer with the facts with a goat oh, emoji. Um, Declan, let's just keep popping some comments up yeah. here. We can respond to them as we go here. And a shout out too, by the way, to our friends at Chill Boys. So um, yeah, if you're uh, if you're still feeling a little bit warm as the summer winds down, nothing to cool you off down there like a pair of Chill Boys, oh. the most comfortable underwear you're gonna find on the planet. Two words for you. Bamboo fabric. Yep. Gotta That's what's it. happening here right now. Gotta try it. And performance brand. Gotta have the Don't bamboo. sleep on the performance brand. And you know what? Performance brand. You gotta have depth. Gotta Chill have depth boys? in that top drawer. Chill boys, not 1975 boxers, folks. No, that I would say times. very futuristic. Yes. Exactly right. Yes. They are the passing game of boxers. Yes. Uh, chillboys.com. It's a Minnesota-based company, and they're here to make you comfortable and your boys down south. Uh, Jacobs893 says, do you think the tight end we traded for, Herndon, will be any good? Uh, That's a good segue into the depth chart the Vikings released today. This doesn't necessarily mean anything because they just traded for Chris Herndon. He is third on the initial depth chart behind Tyler Conklin, who's going to start, and Brandon Dillon, who's second. But um, I don't know, Chris Herndon, now that you guys have thought about this for like a week, does he move the needle at all for you? Had a decent rookie season as a fourth-round pick. We're both saying, no. No, man. Irv Smith Jr., this hurts. Like, I'm not going to try and and BS this one. Um, In all the practices I went to, he was consistently the best offensive player. Now, guys were hurt. So, you know, um, 
Jefferson was in practice and then hurt his shoulder and was out. So, but just as far as consistency goes, Irv Smith looked fantastic. And I'm telling you, he was on, he was on the cusp of a breakout year. Everything was right. Rudolph was gone. There was no like, I wonder who the top tight end might be. I love Kyle. He can't jump, but I sure like Kyle. This was going to be Irv Smith's show. And I'm telling you, he was on, he was going to make that jump into, I think, like near that top five. I'm talking receiver, tight end, hybrid type of player. This one hurts because Kirk loves those guys. I think the one thing is, is if you go back and if you could vet the relationship a little bit, including the piece, of course, where Kyle did not mention Kirk and his 5,000-word opus in the Players' Tribune. (laughs) Um, I think what you will find is Kirk never trusted Kyle like Kyle thought he should have. And I think you can also find that when Kirk does trust a tight end fully, he will use him a lot. I think Irv Smith was going to be used a lot in this offense, and I don't see how Tyler Conklin, who I think will have a decent year but not great year, but I don't see how – how Chris Herndon or Tyler uh, Conklin or Dylan replaces a guy like Irv Smith, who was going to be essentially wide receiver three masquerading as a tight end. See, I actually, it is a huge loss with Irv Smith Jr. I actually think Tyler Conklin, now that he has this opportunity to be the starting tight end, he always gave us those snippets, those diblets of, hey, this dude, if he gets a big-time role in an offense, he could have a shot because, what, it was him behind before Kyle Rudolph and, what, David Morgan. Then it was Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith Jr. And then last year we saw it because Kyle Rudolph, he missed, what, the last four games? I think it started in Tampa. And I think that's when you really started to see Tyler Conklin as a tight end, too, really show what he's capable of. So I think he's actually put it on, write that down. I'm going to say he's going to have – 600 yards, four touchdowns. He's going to be really good. The problem, though, is we were expecting Tyler Conklin with Irv Smith Jr. So now Tyler Conklin by himself, he's not going to make up for that. Chris Herndon, I mean, okay, fine. He had a good rookie year with the New York Jets. Since then, he's been a disaster. Can't catch the football. Seems important. Now, for his position, right. (laughs) But now, what did Mike Zimmer say? I think we're going to go three wide more now with Irv Smith Jr. being out. So, okay, we're looking at guys like K.J. Osborne or Amir Smith-Marset. I, yeah. I, I don't think Chris Herndon's really going to do much for this offense. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Tyler Conklin guy within reason, all right? I feel like, and I get, listen, I love the Gronklin nickname. I'm here for it. <laughs> Um, I feel like well, I'm not saying all that, but <laughs> that's but that's my point. Like this this dude caught five I'm passes and he caught five here. passes in a game in you know yeah. mid December and we're like, oh my god, look at this hidden gem. Yeah. You know, Tyler Conklin caught 19 passes last year. So and Tyler Conklin, let's not crown him quite yet here's, with, here's with the, the Gronk thing. nickname. Okay, Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin might be good, but Tyler Conklin is flat out a tight end. Irv Smith is a tight end who has the hands of a receiver. Like there, there's no, I mean, I'm not saying Conklin won't be good and won't throw some blocks and he won't catch some passes. He will. But Irv Smith was that next step of when, when we look at guys, I mean, go, go through that list of special tight ends, right? Guys like Travis Kelsey and stuff. And you look at those guys and those were always the guys that Kyle aspired to like, say, I'm like them. It's like, no, Kyle, you're not. Irv Smith is like them. 
And that's uh, where Ky- Kyle's hands up. were like those guys. But he also tore a hamstring off the bone before he got drafted but, I mean, in college. Smith, if you watch Irv Smith, how fluid he, he is as a receiver, how accomplished he I mean, you know, Kyle did things, and Conklin too, they do things in segments. Catch the ball. <laughs> Turn. <laughs> Okay, Irv Smith, bang, bang. But no, yeah. I'm just saying. A bit Catch tight, a a bit, yeah, Crack, yeah. Go to the fridge. Oh, Get us like early. It's, it's like this. Crack us early. Ooh, I got to move. Um, Irv <laughs> Smith was to watch. fluid. Irv Smith is fluid. He does things that make his position look easy. That's what I wanted to see, and that's why I can't just dismiss this as, well, he'll be replaced. No, this is a major loss. No, 100%. But to go against the Tyler Conklin hate – he did get 168 receiving yards the final, looks like, four games, like once Kyle Rudolph went down, as a tight end, two on a run-first offense. Yeah. Well, and a touchdown. No, I, I think, I no think he has here. a lot to offer. No if, you, if you're playing fantasy football and you can take him with your last pick in your draft, you go hey. ahead and absolutely do that. But, yeah, how are we going to make up for what we would have got from Irv Smith Jr. and Tyler Conklin. K.J. Osborne, he's nice, but really? But well, Aaron, again, you actually, still have a top three trio with Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. And Aaron asks, you mentioned Kyle, uh, K.J. Osborne, is he an asset or a liability on punt return? So the Vikings, oddly, they, they submitted their first depth chart here, which all teams do. And uh, by the way, when the, we're going to have a bone to pick with Judd and write that down accountability session tomorrow. Oh, you found the most ridiculous checkdown loophole for one of your offensive line predictions. Just a ridiculous loophole, and we will get to it tomorrow. I'll just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Okay, you predicted something that was impossible not to happen. Law and order. In retrospect, off again, my man. I damn near have a law degree. I've watched that show so much. So right. if I come, if I come with loopholes, there's a reason yeah. for that. All right. Uh, they left one position blank. First team punt return. Second team punt return is K.J. Osborne. He helped the Vikings get 70 total punt return yards last season for the year. Uh, D.D. Westbrook is third string, and then Smith-Marset is behind those two guys. But Smith-Marset listed as the number one team uh, kick returner. So right now the Vikings aren't showing you who their lead punt returner is going to be. I think they want it to be Westbrook, but I don't know that he's healthy enough to do that yet. So I guess my answer to this question is, Osborne doesn't look like a great punt returner last year or in preseason, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think the plan is for him to be getting all of the punt returns uh, once D.D. Westbrook is back. I guess we'll see. I think they're just rolling with what they got for now until D.D. Westbrook is healthy. Yes, and and I think what they're going to do is is until Westbrook can play it, they're going to put their faith in a guy who they think can get below the football and signal for a fair catch. And don't <laughs> just screw up. Whoa, is, God, is, is Bob, that the baseline is, now? Is Bobby Wade uh, just, still Randy, around you've somewhere? It. You've don't seen it, it before. If if you don't, I mean, the reason why Marcus Sherrill stuck Marcus for so Sherrill. long, right? Yeah, because he couldn't play cornerback. But I mean, the reason why he stuck be, was because he was actually a competent guy to return punts, which I contend is actually a sneaky one of the sneakiest, toughest things in this league. Because guys are on you instantly, and we've seen guys that panic. And the ball goes right through their hands, and it's like, oh, my God, now now he's touched the ball, and now it's a quick change. So I think it's a fair catch. Uh, I got it. So, Randy, this is official now. Now that the Vikings have put out their depth chart, and, and we saw this coming from, like, the first preseason game, but the week one starting offensive line 
looks like this. Brian O'Neill is your right tackle, still waiting on a contract extension. Oli Udo is your starting right guard. Garrett Bradbury, starting center. Ezra Cleveland, your starting left guard. And Rashad Hill, your starting left tackle, because Christian Derrissaw is still nowhere near game ready after the core surgery. Um, on a scale of like, you know, uh, 10 being like five Steve Hutchinson's confident and one being uh, let's go five Drew Samia's panic mode or five Dakota Dozier's. What is your one through 10 confidence level in this offensive line? I'm going to say a six. I feel better about it than last year. I mean, Oli Udo is certainly an upgrade at right guard. Ezra Cleveland is the one guy, I mean, he was drafted as an offensive tackle because you missed out on Trent Williams. So that's that's the one guy that we'll see how it plays out at left guard. Garrett Bradbury, I mean, bro, this is this is the year. I you were a first round draft pick. You can't pass protect worth the damn at least your first two years. This is the time for him to show up. I feel really good. Brian O'Neill is a stud. Oli Udo, I feel really good about. Ezra Cleveland, the jury's still out. Rashad Hill, I mean, week one, you're going up against Trey Hendrickson. Good Lord. Garrett Bradbury, we'll see. I mean, I guess if the argument is, okay, the reason why Garrett Bradbury has struggled is because he hasn't had competent guards next to him. But, I mean, even on those mono imano plays where there is no scheme, this is the dude that you're going up against straight up, he, he's, he lacks strength. That's his problem in pass protection. Yep. So we'll see what he looks like now, but I do feel better this year compared to last year, but I'm going to say a six. Let's talk about the left side of that line, though, because you, you bring up Cleveland, who's who's transitioning from ha- having been a left tackle in college to a right guard last year, who we considered to be p- pretty good because the guys before him were so horse bleep, and now he's a left guard, and what really concerns me now is Rashad Hill is a career backup. Like, Rashad Hill... No, th- God never intended him to start at left tackle for any amount of time. So, like, that's where I get a little bit skittish here because I will say this. The important thing to keep in mind, you guys, Riley Reef had a really good year. Yeah, he did. So, like, he had a really – now, in 2019, he was suspect. But in 2020, he took a pay cut and proceeded to have a damn good year. So – and his cousin's blindside. Like, that's where I'm very – that's where I'm very concerned. And I saw Cleveland – in the joint practice, I think it was the first joint practice they did at TCO Performance Center against Denver, Randy. Uh, Cleveland, there were a couple times, got schooled really badly, which, you know, he's new playing this position. So so I'd like to say a six, but sort of until I see it, it's just an in- incomplete grade of what's going to happen and if is Kirk going to get stripped. And there's just so many things there. If the left side is super suspect leading up to the center, where all three of them are, whoa, what's happening here? That's yeah. a problem, and that's his blind side. And I get that Kirk Cousins, oh, he's been super healthy his entire career, but that's not something that the Vikings can afford to risk right now. I'm going to give them a shot and have super positive optimism right now and say Ezra Cleveland, even though playing offensive tackle to the inside are two completely different beasts, we're talking about, hey, you have to be super athletic on the outside, footwork, balance, all that stuff, whereas on the inside, you're going up against some of the strongest dudes. Mm-hmm. You need to have a base, just power, all that stuff, and we're asking an offensive tackle to do that. 
So look, we'll see. Look at Michael Pierce, who I love. Like I, this yeah. guy's massive, and he is going to be really damn good. And and I think that's going to turn out to be um, a really good addition. But look at Michael Pierce, and then tell me that Garrett Bradbury in a game can consistently stop him. Because you're right. I, I mean, it comes down to bulk and strength. And and I know that the, the scheme is zone. You know, like we like to run the ball and we want quick offensive linemen. But the league is now transitioned to really athletic, massive men on defense. So I, I don't know that it necessarily fits. And, and a guy like Pierce is, is going to be fun to have on your side. But I just don't see how a guy like Bradbury can consistently stop the Michael Pierce's on opposing teams. Well, look at the Green Bay Packers the last two years that Garrett Bradbury's been in the league. He's got completely owned by Kenny Clark. That's the game that I'm really looking forward to, those two games against the Packers. If he can at least look somewhat decent, then that's an improvement. But you're right. I you would I would like to think that this idea, while well, you're going up against what should be one of the best defenses in the league every single practice, and this should train you to face anybody. I face this. I face Michael Pierce every single practice. Damn it! But I, I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm really one foot in, one foot out when it comes to Garrett Bradbury. But I'm going to give him this third year mm-hmm. for him to prove himself. But that, that's the one guy. Rashad Hill. We know what he's about. There, there's, if he is decent, then that's a bonus. Garrett Bradbury is the one guy that I'm sitting here saying, bro, if if you fall apart, then, okay, we're done. By the way, uh, this discussion about football trenches. Football. Brought to you by our friend Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions. Next. Dan Campbell doesn't just like football. Dan Campbell loves football. You think you like football? Well, Dan Campbell doesn't just like football. He f***ing loves football. I mean, I don't think it's any secret that nobody expects us to do much. And so, yeah, that's part of us, but that's just lip service. What the hell does that mean? Like, it doesn't mean anything we don't go out and do our job. If I don't do my job, it doesn't matter that you think that we're better than somebody else or we should be thought of as better than that. So... Like, yeah, we know that, and and that drives you a little bit. But, man, the focus has got to be on doing your freaking job. Football. (laughs) Football! Football, yeah! Yeah! Football! Football! Okay, all right. Can I say something real quick? Can I say something real quick? Yeah, please do. I am so sick and tired of every single year the Detroit Lions don't sleep on us. This is the year they're finally going to get it together. And then Dan Campbell gets up there, and, oh, my God, no one believes in us. Can we stop with this crap? No one believes in us, and that's okay because we're going to just give it 110% every single day, day in and day out, and we're going to prove the world wrong. Can we stop? Uh, oh, God. Okay. I think – here's what I think is going to happen, all right? I think Dan Campbell – and by the way, every time you spell out Dan Campbell, it has to be caps lock with at least six exclamation points. Dan. So, uh, Fanny, I see people putting Man Campbell in the comments. All caps. We need the caps lock on when you're talking about Campbell. Dan Campbell. <laughs> I think he gets – I because th- I, th- I think this happened – when wasn't he the interim coach in Miami? And, like, yep. they played hard for, like, a couple weeks because, you know, he's, like, scaring you into playing hard or he might murder you in your sleep. I think they play hard, and I think they pull some upsets, and they're scrappy for, like, half the season. So I think the Vikings are at risk for the first game they play the Lions, and then by the end of the year, there's a chance he might get fired.
But I think he, I think he fires them up for like two months. Just a warning sign. How many games does Dan Campbell cost them by just gross mismanagement in game? <laughs> <laughs> well, did, like did, they, clock. Did, did they, whatever happened, they cut both their kickers. Like, did they ever re-sign one. a kicker? But I'm saying I'm he's sure. going to, like, there is no way that this guy has any ability to <laughs> manage hilarious. game situations, the clock. There's going to be, there, there's going to be at least a couple games that he does something just so stupid. Well, especially um, if he's jacked up on 48 cups of coffee like he talked about. Right? <laughs> Dude, he literally goes and gets, like, two of the biggest, those, like, big... Are they called like the venti Sounds cups? Right. Yeah. Just like an unsafe amount of coffee to drink in a month. And he drinks two of them in a morning, seven days a week. I have no problem with that. Because he's Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell doesn't just like football. Dan Campbell loves football. It's amazing. By the way, if you're hanging out with us on the Purple wow. Daily YouTube channel, we appreciate it. If you could click the subscribe button and the bell notification uh, we'll give you daily Vikings entertainment. Also, Realistic Randy has a YouTube channel. Go check that out. Click subscribe on there. He'll be hanging out with us once a week throughout the Viking season. Um, boys, I'm going to put you guys to the test right now. I'm gonna. I'm, it's going to torment Declan because it's going to bring back bad memories of him trying to produce Game Show Friday for our old radio show. But this is called Purple Daily Game Night here. All right. Oh God. And we're going to do this on Tuesday night. Football. And the game is called Closest to the Pin. So here's how this works. I'm not, we're not going to do it like Judd and I used to do it, where we add up all the individual scores. Good. We're going to go first person between the three of you to get three correct answers. It's going to be the winner tonight. So each answer is going to be a number. Like, I might throw out, uh, what number is Kirk Cousins? And Judd guesses six, because he's had too many Surleys. <laughs> and Randy guesses eight. Because he's coherent. I'm not Randy was closest to the pin, therefore he would get the point. Does that make sense? I got it. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So, sure. I just want to confirm Whatever. that Judd is oh boy. with us here. Um, so here the, cl- the, the closest to the right number is going to get the point. I'm looking for the first person to get three correct points. It's all three of you, all fending for yourselves. Are Wait, you ready? Can we shout this out, or is yeah, this in order? I'll, I'll, it'll, I'll, we'll go in order. And so, <laughs> all right. I'll call on you. It's like <laughs> just, school. Just raise realistic. your hand. <laughs> okay, realistic. What's your answer? So the first question is, how many touchdowns did Justin Jefferson score in college? We'll start with Declan. You give out your answer first. Oh, boy. 26. Randy. And by the way, you can guess the same number if you're confident. Uh, 19. Judd. College. Um, 24. By the way, no cheating. Yeah. If we find out the judge cheating, I'm not, I don't have anything. Judge nailed it. Twenty-four wow. touchdown receptions. Most of them, I think he had eighteen his last year at LSU. So Judd takes okay. a one there, point. There lead was here. no cheating done there. I t- completely out of my head. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. Fran Tarkenton won the NFL MVP award back in 1975. How many yards did he throw for in his MVP campaign? We'll start with Judd. You have the honors now. 1975. What would have been good in 1975? It's 14 games. You're the only one that knows. No, I know. And it was 14 games, so it was three fewer than we'll have this year and two fewer than we'll have. I need a timer. Um, I'm going to say he threw for 
12,000 yards. Wait. It's been said. No, it's been said. It's been said. It's been said. It's been said. Okay. It's been said. It's been said. Yeah. All right. 12,000 yards for Judd. I'm going to go 1,900 yards. Declan. 3,000. Wow, you guys are you guys are Patrick Cantley pin seeking right now. The correct answer is two thousand nine hundred ninety four yards. Declan wow. almost sinks it. Uh, Judd, where did the twelve thousand come from? I meant, meant one thousand two hundred <laughs> yards, dude. Frank yeah. Tarkenton was. People and, talk about Kurt Warner in the nineties. People the talk about Patrick Mahomes. That was a surly. That Dak that Prescott had it in the first three games oh, last year. Surely induced. Almost like Kirk Cousins uh, in the second half of the season when Ayo. the when the Vikings mm-hmm. were five games under five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, third one here, closest to the pin. Declan, you have the honors. How many regular season wins do the Vikings have in their franchise history? Oh my God. Um, um, uh, I will say four fifteen. Randy, four eighty three. <laughs> the strain on your guys' faces right now is hilarious. <laughs> Judd's gonna get ten thousand. Uh, yeah, twelve thousand more. Uh, no, four uh, four hundred and ninety five wins. All right, Price is right. Yeah, for real. That's what it's all about. The correct answer is exactly 495 wins. What Judge the hell? Nailed it, dude. Wow. <laughs> Let me okay, look so at the reflection you guys in your quick. I gave you guys a break on that. I screwed that up, and I got the other two. I will see you dude, guys that's later. that's ridiculous. Yes. Oh. Are you serious? Did you I did not know that. I did, did you... not look at that. Enough. I still hate Game Show Friday. <laughs> I still hate this. That's game. the most ridiculous pull ever. That's insane. Wow. I seriously, I've not even looked at it. <laughs> Judd Zolgad just in the house right now. Okay. Uh, all right. So like Judd is really one close. away from victory here. You'll have the honors again. How many times did Dante Culpepper throw touchdown passes to Randy Moss? Oh, um, we're looking for a regular season here. Yeah, starting in or whatever. I don't know whatever Pro Football Reference number I looked at. I guess. Okay. I think it um, includes no postseason. Okay. I will say, so that's 2000 to 2004. Yeah, 2004. Um, I will say 27 times. 27. Okay. Randy? I'm going to say 32. Dex? 41. Dex playing the Price is Right game very well there. The answer is 53. Oh, I was going to go with 50. I thought that was too much. Oh, my God. I mean, five Man. seasons, right? So, like, probably at least 10 a year. I was thinking that, God. but I, I was still underselling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Judd with two, Dex with two. Randy is on the, uh, the offer right now. Here's your next one. What was Josh Freeman's career passer rating? Oh, my God. As a Viking Oh, this is awesome. We'll start with Dex. You have the honors. This is awesome. 35.0. 35.0. Okay. Uh, Judd? So this is passer rating, not QBR. Yep. Um, and he was... Had a, uh, um, it's kind of a detriment to go first for this one. That's the point. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you're, 20, <laughs> you're out front. We're yeah. trying to give Randy the prices right edge here because yeah. he's... 23. 23. 12. <laughs> you got it right. 
Randy might be right. You guys are short selling. I remember that game. You guys are short selling Josh Freeman. It's 40.6, which means Declan Goff is the champion here on Game Show Tuesday. Very nice. That's right. It's game night on Mm. Purple Daily After Dark. Mm. And uh, closest to the pin, presented fittingly by PXG Minneapolis. If you are a golfer like Declan and I try to break 100 once in a while, uh, PXG's got some clubs that can help your game. PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. Southdale Center, pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Check them out. Um, Boys, before we break for the night here, any final thoughts, Randy, from you that you want to get on the record here going into the 2021 season? I just want to say I hate how this game against the Bengals for week one seems to be it's so obvious the Vikings are going to win that if you're a Vikings fan, the Vikings are clearly obviously not going to win. It's just dude, it's a trap too game in league out. one. It's, it's a trap game in out. league the one. The Vikings should win this game, but they should win this game. If they lose this game, I mean, my lord, the Vikings fans, they're going to raise all holy hell. It's it's you can't start the season losing to Cincinnati. Can I give you some hope? Please. It, it feels like training camp and the preseason went so poorly that I actually think we are we we are right now, and this is shocking for, for us because I didn't think that we were capable of this. I think we're skewing negative based on things that might not might not mean much. So like if this team actually comes out and defensively ca- plays up to its capabilities and offensively can score some damn points, which they should be able to do, I think that they win. And here's the thing about the Bengals that I don't think we're probably focusing enough on yet and should in the days ahead. Joe Burrow is just coming back. Like he, his knee, I mean, I mean, he's not coming off of a rookie year where he played 16 games and now he's going into his second year and things are great. I mean, that's, that's a big time injury that he's coming off of just drunk and using Google. I did not, I did not use Google. I did not use Google. I am. Play back the tape. Look at the reflection yeah. in the glass. I, yeah. I am. I am drinking my favorite beer, Surly beer. But anyway, <laughs> I think that we are. I think that we are conditioned right now to, to say, man, Kirk and Mike don't like each other. A lot went wrong. Guys are hurt. They lost all three exhibition games, and I don't know that they won't come out and play pretty damn well. I'm not saying the season's going to be perfect, but I, I have a good feeling about Sunday. Uh, Mike Hawk says Judd Jud still uses Ask Jeeves. Do you guys remember Ask oh, Jeeves? I remember that. <laughs> I am. Butler, the butler and the logo. I'm yes. going to tell you right now, I did not cheat, okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I guessed wildly wrong <laughs> because I'd had too much beer on that Tarkington one, all right? So I, that was like legitimately was the most amazing. Their headquarters. $4.95 on the nuts. If Let's they're do. still in business, their headquarters is actually in Oakland, right down the street from me. What, Ask Jeeves? Jeeves. Yeah. Or Ask.com, I guess it's called now. Is they're it? still in business. Hopefully Jeeves got bought out. Hopefully Jeeves didn't hold on too long there in the early 2000s. Got his, got his money from uh, Google or somebody. Yahoo. Um, yeah, I would just say on the, on the week one thing, it is, I, I mean, I said it, like it feels like a trap game before the season has started because it's the Bengals, right? Oh, the Bengals are garbage, and Joe Burrow's coming off an injury. Well, Joe Burrow's really talented. And if he's able to play at like even ninety percent, he's he's going to be dangerous. And you're still trying to figure out your offensive line, so just get out. I don't care if it's sixteen to ten. You know, I I don't care if you have to hand the ball off forty three times to Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison. 
it doesn't need to look good in week one. Just avoid losing to the Bengals. I mean, let's be real about something. Jamar Chase is dropping footballs in the preseason. He's been a disaster so far. And Eli Apple is going to be a starting cornerback in week one. How about that? One of these receivers needs to go off for a buck 50 and a touchdown. Is Clint allowed? Is Clint allowed to call the plays <laughs> yeah, yeah. to let this happen? Realistic, Randy. That's my question. We got to run the football and really show them what we're made of. Oh my God! Yeah, as we said last, as we said last year, a hundred times, the run is already established when you have Dalvin Cook. Like if you if Dalvin Cook shows up to the stadium, the run has been established. You can run play action. You can take shots down the field. Uh, Spartus, if Judd stood up, I bet you'd hear dozens of empty Surly cans rustling around the crowd. <laughs> oh, man. I think Judd is contractually obligated to make that noise of empty yeah, Surly cans. Exactly. It's, uh, there's, there's a quota to reach. So. Darn straight. Furious. Well, congratulations to Declan for winning the first ever Purple After Dark game night. Congratulations to Judd for a highlight reel 495 wins guest that will be on all of the Purple Daily clips forever. And congratulations to Realistic Randy. For just bringing amazing takes and uh, this be awesome. joining us here again on Purple. Yeah, man. So happy to be back. But hey, listen, you're keeping score of the write that down stuff, right? Yes. So all oh, the stuff we're doing right now. You're on the record. It's all on the record. You guys. Do you have, have, do you have something else you want to put on the record here? Since we're. Oh you know? no, no! I did a parlay and everything. I'm gonna yeah okay. play it safe the rest of the night. Good for all you. Right. Yeah, good sure. for you. Cool. Well, uh, thanks everyone for hanging out with us. Appreciate you. Tuesday nights, Purple After Dark, and don't forget. Seven days a week of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. And we just want one thing. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Also, check out Realistic Randy's YouTube channel. He's pumping out content on a regular basis. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to Surly for powering this whole thing. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.